When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Ball plays gone. They run a decoy here and off the back of it, yes. Kangaroos, is a twitching today because Latrell Mitchell just pours through a hole. The Rabbitohs were far too good for the Warriors here on the Sunshine Coast today. Another two points in their back pocket. They've beaten the Warriors 48 points to 10. Yeah, not uh, pleasant uh, listening there, I'm sure, for Warriors fans uh, reminiscing about the 48 points to 10 loss uh, they suffered at the hands of the Rabbitohs on Saturday in round number 21 of the uh, NRL, the Townsend Premiership, as the uh, Rabbitohs ran in just eight tries, eight tries, I think seven of them in 43 minutes. Um, that's not flash now, is it? Uh, just two tries to, to the Warriors, 48 points to 10, the final score. Uh, the Warriors in 14th position as a result, um, and uh, quite alarming. When you look at points conceded, 561. No side has conceded more points in the NRL to date so far this season, uh, while their attack um, also in the lower third. Um, understandably, that is why they are sitting in 14th position. Um, a good one for the Rabbitohs sees them climb the ladder to six points. Uh, sorry, to six position, I should say. As far as uh, all the games uh, throughout the round, if you're unaware, I can uh, go through. All kicked off on Thursday night with the Roosters, 34-16 over the Broncos. Uh, the Storm, too good for the Titans, 32 points to 14. Uh, the uh, Eels uh, beat the Seagulls, 36 points to 20. More pressure on the Seagulls as they fight for uh, playoff uh, footy for them. As mentioned, the Rabbitohs, 48-10 over the Warriors. Uh, the Panthers, 26 points to 6. Big one is over the Raiders. Most of the talk on that game is what Ricky Stewart's after. Uh, our next guest, uh, when we get through to him, we'll touch on that. Andrew Voss is not too far away. The remainder of the game saw the Sharks beat the Dragons by 24 points to 18. Uh, the Cowboys, 28-14 winners over the Bulldogs and the Knights. Uh, scrape past the uh, West Tigers by 14 points to 10 uh, in the game that's uh, wrapped up the round. Uh, let's look at the ladder. The uh, Panthers on top uh, continuing to... Right, very high. Six-point buffer they have on the Cowboys who are in second on 32 points. 38 to the Panthers, 32 to the Cowboys. Sharks in third on 30. 28 points apiece for the Storm and the Eels. The Rabbits and the Broncos on 26. And the Roosters holding on to the eighth and final playoff position. Just two points ahead of uh, Ricky Stewart's Raiders side who are on uh, 22. The Seagulls and the Dragons now um, probably starting to feel the heat. Uh, they are four points or two wins behind. Um, the Roosters in eighth place. There is a look at the NRL results and the implication on the ladder. 
It's time for a comprehensive uh, recap of the weekend's action. And we are thrilled to be joined. He's a regular contributor on a Monday. You know who he is. Mr. Andrew Vossa joins us here on SENZ. Andrew, great to hear your voice again. It's been a long time since we've chatted. Hope you had a good weekend. Be careful. We're a little bit delicate in New Zealand uh, this Monday morning. Oh, yeah, I can appreciate that. We'll maybe bask in the glory of gold at the Commonwealth Games. Both Australia and New Zealand have had successful campaigns there. But, gee, in the football codes, there's so much to talk about. I mean, we're... Like, I've just come off three hours on air here and it felt like we are on air for 15 minutes. It just flew by. So much <laughs> discussion. Um, you know, <laughs> and the Warriors got to run as well. The All Blacks got to run. But, of course, the Ricky Stewart story, um, two of our, um, our, our staff, if you like, Cameron Smith and Brandy Alexander, having to uh, air their differences after the week. Yeah, where, where do you want to start? Am I allowed to mention the All Blacks? Well, no, you have and, you already, and you're allowed to, of course, Fossey. I'm strong enough to cope with it. I'd like to know, what, what's wrong with weak gutted dogs? Like, is this a, okay, is this well, a saying in Australia? I ne- I've never heard this term nah. phrase in my life. I'm with you. Never heard it before. Um, look, let's go there then on that. And I will say that um, 80% of the content on our program today from listeners was buying into this one. It's a really... It's, well, it's a staggering situation, first of all, that it was said. You just went, what the... You know, when it, when it came out, that there is time and place. And now there has to be consequences. We are talking about history between, as we understand it, the Stewart family and Jamin Salmon going back 10 years to when he was a 12-year-old. Now, I don't think an NRL press conference is the right place to be coming out post-game about whatever happened there and firing shots. So, so it's different from refereeing criticism. That's why I don't think a fine sort of can be it here. I mean, there has to be consequences. And no matter how serious what happened as a 12-year-old 10 years ago, um, Ricky Stewart, in his capacity as NRL coach, must top the wrath of the, the NRL. I'm surprised the Canberra Raiders haven't said something. Like, I would have thought the Raiders could straight away say, while we support our coach, um, we distance ourselves from his comments because it's got nothing to do with the Canberra Raiders club whatever personal difference Ricky Stewart has with Jamin Salmon. The Jamin Salmon, and I said respectfully on air today, he's basically a nobody, really, in rugby league terms. Jamin Salmon could walk into your house. You wouldn't know who Jamin Salmon was. He's played 40 NRL games. Um, this was his first time in the starting side on the weekend. The incident was on the very minor scale that he's been fined for, the lashing out of the boot. Suddenly, he's put forward, and forevermore, if you Google search his name, up will come the expression used by... Ricky Stewart in relation to his personality and his character. Now, whatever he did as a 12-year-old, if Ricky's had nothing to do with this young man for the last 10 years, well, then how can you call him that now? <laughs> so, you know, there, there might even be civil action. I, I don't know. I don't know how to handle it. It's, it's weird, we've never it's had a weird, story like this to deal with. We've, well, we've never it's had so str- like It's this. so strange. It's so strange to bring yeah. up what someone was like as a 12-year-old. Well, see, I don't know how you feel about yourself as a 12-year-old. I wasn't a particularly great person, but I'd, I'd like to think Today, I'm not being judged for being a 12-year-old, if you know what I mean. I was probably, I was probably a rat bag. <laughs> it's probably you know, part, part of what I did as a rat bag. Now, again, there, obviously there is history, but the rugby league, its boundaries are matters rugby league, and it cannot have its people. And the Canberra Raiders, I wouldn't think, would like to think they have their coach saying these sorts of things about rival players. So, therefore... There has to be action different from the run-of-mill fine. And that is why 
yeah, I think the NRL is pushed to a point, and it was coming anyway on, on coaches that have multiple fines. They can't just keep fining coaches. At some point, suspensions will come into it. So it'll come as no surprise to me if Ricky Stewart is suspended. But I would have thought that the Canberra Raiders would take a position on this one. And there's been nothing out of the Raiders. I, I, I thought they would have quickly got on the front foot yesterday, but they haven't. That surprises me as well. The whole thing has been a, a, an extraordinary story. Um, but, I, but I do say that when the dust settles here, the damage to Jamin Salmon will be the greatest because you cannot eradicate this from, as I said on, on radio this morning, somewhere down the track, 20 years' time, Jamin Salmon may have a son or daughter, and they Google their dad's name, and up will come this story. Low-gutted dog. I mean, it's, 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 it's not good. It's not the place, rugby league, and, and if this sort of laundry need to be aired, it's certainly not a media conference post-game at a game of football. Yeah, to reflect on what he was as a you know pre-teen years is, is very strange. So if he if he was talking specifically about the act conducted on the field, you you wouldn't have as much issue mm. with it because he's kicked a guy on the genitals. I will agree with jo- um, Ricky Stewart. That ain't on. But that is not on. Um, what's the but sanction? It wasn't here? A vicious up, lash out, though, Daniel, I'm saying it wasn't though. I'm saying the incident was on the on the absolute minor scale of lash out, and and it, I don't even think. It, it, it was a tackle that ended up with Jamin Salmon. Like, I was calling the game. It's a tackle that ended up with Jamin Salmon's ankle and foot through the legs up around the crotch of the defender. And in then trying to release from there, there's obviously been contact with the you-know-what's, the orchestra stores. But then with the other foot, he flashed, and it's glanced Tom Starling on the face. And that is where I think the charge came. I, I, you know, oh, I see. But it's on the very minor scale when I think of other players who have lashed out over the years with boots and... I probably think famously back to the grand final of '97, where Adam McDougall got Jeff Tuvey in the face and, and he, you know blood pouring out of his head. I mean, that's that's a major lashing out of a boot. I think that you know Jamin Sammons. If we're just talking about a football matter, a matter on field, I thought it was very minor. Got you, got yes. Sort of you know high collision sport, body parts do move, and it, it was just one of those yeah. things that the, the guy not should not be hung, drawn, and quartered uh, over something like this. No, and he got the fine. And, and that's and that's all it deserves. It's not it's not a suspension yeah. category offence for mine. Got you. Uh, guess what? We haven't talked well, about the yeah. fact that the Raiders got tanked, didn't they? So maybe Ricky well, Stewart yeah, look, got what he was what were, what he was after. Look, there's still potentially. Look, you look at the draw. The Raiders are a chance of winning their last four games, and that will get them to 30 points. But the fact is they are now out of the eight, so their destiny is out of their hands. All they can do now is try and win those last four. They started the game like a house on fire, fantastic. Papalihi and uh, Tarpani, fantastic. Took four hit-ups in the first set between them. Uh, Score the first try um, inside the, the first 10 minutes, but then never score again. In fact, I thought the Raiders' attack was incredibly poor the other night, but perhaps... That get tempered with the fact that Penrith's defence is so damn good, and you know it'll be you know Penrith will win this comp again on the back of great defence more so than any other feature. They are just an outstanding defending side, and even when they were reduced to twelve men, uh, their defence was still very very good. So Penrith just too good for the Raiders, but Raiders might be too good for the opposition that they're facing over the next month. So I'm not writing off the Raiders, still a hope, but obviously the teams in front of them, the likes of the Broncos and the Roosters, the Rabbitohs have a say on whether. You know, the Raiders get a crack at making the finals. Um, but still, a, a pretty disappointing performance given at home. So much to play for. 
against a Penrith side without Cleary, Luai and Kikau. Canberra missed an opportunity there. Andrew Voss is with us here on SENZ as we reflect on the weekend that has been. Uh, Voss, you know you, you know the run-in far better than I, uh, the implications each game will have. Uh, so as far as the playoff run is concerned, uh, where are we at? How, how many are realistic? Is it is it just one on the outside of the top eight who has a chance, or is it three? Is it more? How, how do you feel? Yeah, well, well, te- well teams like the Rabbitohs, they, they do play... Um, they do play... They have a draw where they play Parramatta, they play the Panthers, they then play the Cowboys, they then play the Roosters. Now, that is a dangerous draw. On the other hand, what if they come through winning those games? They'll emerge as maybe second favourite to win the comp. You know, they'll have, they'll have tremendous momentum. So, for a team like South Sydney, the, the semi-finals start this weekend. Um, Parramatta the same, pretty tough draw. Um, I'm not even saying that the Bulldogs is a lot for them in round 23. Bulldogs are a much improved side, but around that they play the Rabbitohs, they play the Broncos, they play the Storm. So Parramatta and South Sydney, uh, Eel City on 28 points, Rabbitohs 26, both two very tough draws. And are the Broncos across the line, given that their form has dropped away, and among the teams the Broncos play in the next few weeks, they run into the Storm and they, they run into the Eels. So I'm not saying the Broncos are across the line yet. That's why the Raiders are still a chance. You know, a few teams ahead of them could slip up. So there's the draw. Now, what a shame we're not talking about the Warriors' draw in the run home. Uh, <laughs> if I may change the tune, because if the Warriors turn up like their first half the other day, and I don't say this lightly, and you know I have a soft spot for the Warriors, and I know Stacey Jones, you only had to look at his face, not listen to his words the other day, how bitterly disappointed he was. It is pointless the Warriors turning up for their last four matches. Um, the first yes. half performance was a nightmare. On, the, on, the, on the putrid side, to be honest. You know, yeah. Individually, players trying, but as a team, they're just not working with each other. They're just you know, doing things on their own, and that ain't going to cut it. And, and 36-6 was an embarrassing scoreline at half-time. And, and, and then for the, whole, the ultimate embarrassment was the Latrell Mitchell try. You, know, you, you weren't watching the NRL when that was scored. So... I, I do hope the Warriors find something. Look, I know the circumstances, and Stacey said living out of a suitcase and all the rest, but look, I hope the Warriors find something. Um, when they play the Bulldogs, they play the Cowboys, they then play the Panthers, and their last game for the season will be against the Titans. So I do hope they find something. At the very least, be a lot more competitive than they were on the weekend. Were there any positives from, from that last Warriors no. game? Because... You've touched on what I was no. going to raise. Six tries conceded in thirty-five point yeah. uh, in thirty-five minutes yeah. is just—it's it, hard well, not it was, to sound it, overly negative, Bossy. Well, it's forty-eight. It's forty-eight uh, through fifty-six minutes, isn't it? South don't score in the last twenty-four yeah. minutes. Um, I, 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 I will say this: a little observation. There was a lot of shots of the Rabbitohs coaches' box and seeing laughing and smiling. I, I don't know. I, I, I know they're having a good time of it, and the scoreline was big, but you probably you probably keep the cards a little close to the chest. I, I, I think <laughs> some prospective opponents of the Rabbitohs this week might be saying, well, have a look at them. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no. I, have I got a positive? No, I don't. No, I, and, I'm, and I, again, I don't say it lightly. I don't have a positive there. If I was to you know, come out and say I saw something, but I, no, I didn't. I saw individuals trying. I did not see a team collectively working as a team. No. Well, I have a positive. They don't have to play on Thursday night. They play on Friday. But how good is Thursday night going to be? Panthers, Storm, bring it on for me, Mr. Voss. How important yeah, are no, these absolutely. games so close yeah. to the playoffs when theoretically they could meet again? 
in, in just a few yeah, weeks' time. Well, the big names out. Like, you know, you take away the playmakers and then you see the form of Cameron Smith. Now, I don't think Melbourne were that good against the Titans, to be honest. You take Cameron Munster out of that game and, you know, Titans' chance of winning, to be honest. So I don't think Melbourne are back. But Craig Bellamy, at least, is feeling a little better about things than he was a fortnight ago when they'd lost four straight. They have won back-to-back, but they're not back. So Penrith, without Cleary, without Luai, um, can they get the job done against Melbourne? Cameron Munster, he's, he's the whole box and dice. If Cameron Munster has, you know, another five-star game, look out. Melbourne might just, you know, um, knock over the Panthers. But I think it boils down to the defence of the two sides. Penrith still defending well, proven against Canberra the other night. Melbourne are going to have to improve on what they've done the last fortnight to even beat the understrength Panthers, in my opinion. That's my early shout on Thursday night's big game. All right, Andrew Voss, get us out on this one. Can you name every string single gold medalist Australia has had at the Commonwealth Games in 2022? You guys are greedy, SOBs, aren't you? Oh, come on. Uh, well, look, um, no, I can't. Uh, but what I will say <laughs> is that the two team performances today, the netball and the cricket, two sports that... New Zealand pride itself on as well. Um, God, look, the Australian women's cricket team is just a cut above. I mean, you could put up... Oh, they're amazing. They're, they're amazing. They're the best. They are the best sporting team out of Australia at the moment, male or to be honest, the Australian women's cricket team. And the netball was a bit, I, I'll say this, a bit more relief than ecstasy because losing yeah. the pool game to Jamaica had everyone just a little worried. So to come back, it was a relief to win the gold medal. But there's bragging rights. Commonwealth champions Australia uh, in both the cricket and the netball, and, and some other things as well. Like, you know, do you want me to try? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. All I know is that there's great stories <laughs> you know, about. Yeah, no. Well, it's the same with yours. I mean, there's great stories. There's sport, the, the lesser sports that suddenly get profiled at games, like lawn bowls. There's a, uh, Ellen Ryan, who won um, gold for Australia a couple of times. She's a firefighter at a Goulburn, which is between Sydney and Canberra. Um, yeah, great story. You know, full-time firefighter um, that plays lawn bowls on the side. She's only 25. Um, so, yeah, stories like that warm the heart. And our 1,500-metre gold medalist, Ollie Hoare, uh, who had his grandfather pass away just before the Games, his biggest supporter, to win gold. That was a big moment. So there's been lots of good moments. Feel good. Um, and, and bring on the Olympics in Paris next time around. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, now. indeed. Vossi, I know you've had a busy weekend, busy morning. Thanks for, for joining us, as always, on a Monday. Go go rest up, mate. And we'll uh, catch no up problem. with you soon, um, Good luck to the All Blacks. I don't know when you win again. I don't know. Oh, we got to, we play Australia this year. You know, <laughs> that's that, that's that's when we tend to tend to get things right. We're coming don't we? to get you. We're coming to get you. <laughs> Andrew Voss, of course, out of SEN, uh, fine rugby league commentator, of course, good friend of SENZ here in New Zealand. We appreciate his uh, time on Monday. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.